0: One two. I am and get these stuff with my dad. He's okay. But they don't want to get a nasty tweet from
1: Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep.
2: I am here determined to stop
0: pork I think they were just like cut in half and some were just kind of flopped over so it was on the handlebars. I
3: give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon and now here's Armstrong and Getty!
1: Live from Studio C. She's in the a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels. ...of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I want to audition. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. (laughs)
3: Ladies and gentlemen! The president of the student... Damn it! Damn it!
2: (laughs) Damn
1: it! You just hang your head and you start kicking things. (laughs) Just walk walk back up that hallway...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: that would be funny. At what point do I do what is my trademark? <laughs> well, it's your trademark regularly. My trademark is throwing a blanket on things people get excited about. That's what I do ah, for yeah. some reason. That and predicting mm-hmm. World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the State of the Union address is stupid. Oh, wait a minute. It's just a it, moment it, where it, we all it, come it, together it, and the president it, laid out legislative... <laughs> it doesn't mean dick. It's just <laughs> wow. it's stupid. It carries no weight. Look at it historically. Read them from the past if you want to waste your time. It's a predictor of little... It just It's dumb. And the part of it that's the dumbest, It's it's our look. We're acting like we have royalty in a democracy where you have one guy who's the head of a co-equal branch come out and everybody cheers and stands and they announce him like he's the king because we all want to have a king for some reason. The whole thing is just dumb. Wait a minute. I, the
3: Jack statement. I'm applauding on this side of the aisle,
1: but not on the other one.
2: Damn. The no, only I'm reason, booing on this side. <laughs> no, <I'm not> murmuring <laughs> and you right, hands, lie. The right. only
1: reason you watch tonight would be because with Trump, you know, there's always the wild card of who knows what might happen. But I quit watching State of the Union addresses years ago. They're just dumb. It's dumb. He uh, was very dignified. Last year, you remember that? Rave reviews. Why are they
3: This calling... was the day the presidency has begun.
1: Why are uh, why are so many people calling it his first State of the Union address? Well, because... Come on. Last
3: year, he'd just shown up. he just moved in. he just removed the There's Martin Luther inaugurate. King bust. Yeah. That's a, that's a fallacy. Uh, and, you <laughs> know, what, what was he going to say? He's going <laughs> to lay out some vague vision uh, based on nothing. Yeah. This year, he's going to lay out a vague vision based on very little. Right. Yeah, it's just dumb. Laundry dumb. list of things. We must rebuild this nation's infrastructure.
1: Hey, everybody's going right. to stand up.
3: We must control the border. Half the people stand up.
1: Hey, oh, racist. <laughs> We've gone through the statistics in years past. A lot of the stuff that gets mentioned and gets cheered, nobody ever even mentions again. Oh, right. <laughs> it just, yeah, it well. just, not only does it not happen, it's never even introduced to a committee <laughs> to get started. It's just dumb. The whole thing's dumb. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, wishing we had a king. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Good. I told you I've always wished that he would finally just go off the rails and bring out the old hand puppets for these type of moments, mm. you know.
1: <laughs> that would be funny. Here's my Mitch McConnell hand put, a puppet. Here's right. my Schumer hand puppet. I think we should do this. I think we should close the government down. I think it's a trope shutdown. Bah, bah, bah. They yeah. just have
2: them headbutt each exactly. other. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that I would watch. Exactly. See, we would all watch that. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and I am fascinated by this first of its kind for tonight's State of the Union address. For a donation of as little as $35, you can have your name scroll across the broadcast of the State of the Union address. What? Yeah. Now this is clearly just an attempt to get thousands of people to donate and you maybe broadcast two or three of the people that actually do. So you gather way more than you actually, you know, display on the TV, but they better have some pretty savvy internet people. Judging All right. what names and what messages right. are getting put on this, right? How, how many people are right. going to be donating with an Orangey McOrange face, right? Or, a, you know, a Tangerine Tornado or a Stormy Daniels with yeah. a donation. They'll probably catch that one, but will they be savvy enough to know that Stephanie Gregory Clifford is her given name? So would that one slip through <laughs> the sense Pretty good. So I think this has some potential to be hilarious. Or just your IP dailies or, mm-hmm. or yeah. Jack right. Meehoffers
1: or whatever. Right, for instance.
0: <laughs> so various who is members of the the Family. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. yep. uh-huh. They go back years,
3: years in this country.
0: <laughs> a lot of Michaels.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you need somebody who's a real news expert that would get all the, get the other stuff you're talking about. Then you need a high school kid. Yes, right. He's going to catch right. that. Hey, wait a minute, juicy. You, you
2: need a Twitter <laughs> memer expert to be watching <laughs> all of this stuff. But There's this is, uh, another Richard head. That's six of those. <laughs> this is from uh, Trump's campaign website. So this is a uh, campaign donation oh, gathering wow. something,
1: something. Great. Look forward to a number of bendovers. (laughs) Uh, There is Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Want
0: to give you another heads up. This is the one you and the family really want to see. Tonight's. Super Blue Blood Moon and yeah! Lunar Eclipse. A super blue <laughs> blood moon. It is a super moon, a blue moon, and a blood moon all wrapped up oh into one package. Gosh.
1: Holy <laughs> cow. Come out of
3: here this is like it's coming to eat you? NASA <laughs> claims <laughs> <best> terrifying. NASA <laughs> claims
0: best viewing places are California, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, and parts of Nevada. It's going to start around 345 Wednesday morning, peaking right around 5 a.m.
2: Oh, and whatever you do, do not watch it in a haunted graveyard.
0: (laughs) What what time does the super blue blood moon start? Uh, It's 3.45 a.m. Tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. Peaks around 5 a.m. I'll get my kids up. Up! Out of bed! (laughs) Up! Up now! Look look at it! it. Look (laughs) at it! Outside! Look! Look! Be amazed! Let me see some (laughs) more. Now, is it going to turn out that this happens like once every 13 months? Oh, no. All three of these have not happened in the Western Hemisphere. Since last July. (laughs) 1866. Whoa! 152 years ago.
1: Wow, Lincoln was still warm in the grave. All right, so now
0: the...
3: Oh, that's (laughs) unnecessarily graphic about a national hero, Jack. So uh, the blue moon is just the the second full moon in a month. So who gives a crap? The supermoon is what? Some sort of atmospheric conditions? No, the moon
0: a, is at its closest to the Earth. Has okay. crime-fighting. Right. Fighting powers. Yep, yep, right. Yep, yep.
3: <laughs> and the blood moon. That's the, that's the exciting one. That's, the that's when we finally launch the attack on the aliens and make them
0: bleed. <laughs> that's when the moon turns kind of orangish
1: oh.
3: during
0: a total lunar eclipse. Oh. So all these are going to be happening at once.
1: That's wow. fantastic.
0: Guaranteed wow. celestial
1: fun. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong he's Joe Getty on this Tuesday January 30th, 2018 keeping you straight in one eight. we are Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program.
3: All right here's the official beginning of the show now ladies and gentlemen, the Armstrong and Getty show begins at mark Mr. Speaker,
0: the President of the United States) yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: the history, right? For like the first 150 years, you just delivered a letter to Congress and they read it. And then somebody decided to make a show out of it. And then it's just grown into this stupid pageantry. It's like
3: the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the Oscars, it feels to me like it's peaked. And soon it'll be back to just sending them a letter. Hey, you know, if we can't fix the bridges, that'd be great. Plus the immigration thing, still a mess. Work on it,
0: would you? Sign the POTUS. Yeah. What are other headlines, Martha? Now, I'm reading the ticket for tonight's event. It's Trump's State of the Union. Union? U-N-I-O-M? Anyway, it's going to be must-see TV. Got a GOP memo on the Russia investigation, and Amazon jumping into healthcare with big, big plans. Wow. Oh, yeah, this this is a disruptor. Yes, indeed. Those stories coming up at 635, Armstrong and Getty. That could be the story of our lives,
1: really, yep. uh, if healthcare changes drastically, and it could. Will Trump say the State of the Union is strong?
3: Probably. And then everybody will yell. I reckon. I remember as a kid, I used to like that. Now, not so much. Mm. How's mailbag look?
1: It's fine. Mm. Those of you who are into hashtag release the memo, the memo is going to be released. It uh-huh. looks like so. We'll be getting deep into that. Both yeah. sides. citing stuff. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: This is Armstrong and
1: Getty. The Voice of the West.
0: Talk
1: too much about it. We've got a list of television shows conservatives like, television shows liberals like, and the the handful, and I mean just a couple of shows that both liberals and conservatives watch. Huh? What is the most popular show both liberals and conservatives watch? It crosses boundaries, everybody loves it. I'll give you a hint. It has stars dancing. That's my uh. answer. <laughs> um also uh talking about the Hillary Clinton uh thing and uh the the sexual harassment and how she handled it. Oh yeah. yeah opinion better. piece in the Washington Post today. Hashtag me too meets hashtag so what blasting Hillary Clinton. It's mm. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I saw another uh, opinion piece about how
3: the Democrats just can't quit Hillary. I can't quit you. Oh my you gotta you gotta Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny. You don't realize how toxic she is, I guess. Mailbag. Woo-hoo! Speaking of toxic, Super Blue Blood Moon. Oh! There's a freedom-loving quote of the day from Ursula K. Lege- Le, Guin, Le Guin, Le Guin, Le Guin, writer of The Dispossessed. Would you really like to live in a society where you have no responsibility and no freedom, no choice? Only the false option of obedience to the law or of disobedience followed by punishment? Would you really want to go live
1: in a prison? Uh, if I worded that slightly different, I think I could get at least half the country to sign on to that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What's
2: the internet that's connection,
1: That's right? why socialism mind? is yeah, exactly. so popular. Exactly. How, how good's the internet connection? I'll just stay in my room and uh, stream shows. Do I get lots of free stuff? <laughs> Well,
3: uh, while listening to Jack's near-death experience yesterday regarding regarding the dryer, would you
1: like to briefly uh, recount that? Oh, uh, I don't know if you've ever hooked up a dryer, but you, 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 you usually keep the same cord, usually, uh, and you just transferred from dryer to dryer. Um, that's the way the whole thing works. And you screw it on there. Well, anyway, I was taking the dryer, the cord off my old dryer. You're using the bare wire ends. Mm-hmm. And I didn't unplug it.
2: Yeah. And I
1: was messing around with that thing for a good couple of minutes before I got a giant spark off my screwdriver and realized, holy F, I haven't unplugged this thing. 222, man. Woo.
3: Uh, so while listening to Jack's Near Desk, he says, whilst. I'm
1: I like, sorry. I like it.
3: I, you know what? I should have uh, gone ahead and, and read it verbatim. To pay tribute to his obvious skills as a auteur of emails. Oh, that's right. Dang it! I'm capable of forgetting everything anything and everything. I want to kick off email. I'm gonna start doing this. Sean, you're in charge of me remembering this. Anton, you're the backup. You can email us at armstrong and at yahoo.com. Armstrong at Yahoo.com, although we're gonna change it soon. You can also text at us, tweet at us, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you, and y'all are great at turning us on to stuff we ought to be talking about. So Armstrong and at Yahoo.com. Where were we? Ah, yes. Whilst listening to Jack's near-death... Oh, then he leaves out his uh, apostrophe there on
0: Jack's.
1: So, I, mm. I got so scared after I realized that I had left it plugged in, <clears throat> I had to take a break and sit down for a while, because I thought, holy crap, that could have been... That could have been Laura comes back in the house and finds me laying next to the dryer. That that stuff happens all the time. Sure. And and literally, with your hair smoking sometimes... I don't have any hair. I guess my scalp's smoking. Right. It had not be good for the kids either. You know, I mean, it was, oof. I got shocked by, I don't know how many volts it was one time at a radio station. I was messing around in the dark where the uh, transmitter was and everything like that, and I don't know how many volts that is. And I hit this thing that for some reason was uncovered, and I mean, it knocked me down. And when I think about it right now, it gives me, like, the willies. Oh, it was the, the most shocking, painful thing I've ever happened. And I'm so I'm really scared of getting shot. Now, on the other hand, like I installed a light switch, a new light switch in the bathroom a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't unplug it on purpose because I have an electrician friend who says only pussies turn off the power for right. 110. Please. <laughs> As do I. It's a thing with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I did it. And if you're slightly careful, you can pull it off. I don't right. know what the upside is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want anyone to think you're a pussy. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> well, you do have to walk all the way to the garage and fl- hit the breaker, sure, so. yeah, yeah,
3: whilst listening to Jack's near death experience regarding the dryer incident, I was reminded of a clever moment in my life about halfway through siphoning gasoline, I realized I had a lit cigarette in my mouth. <laughs> wow, closest I've gotten to a Darwin moment of death, Of course, I still drink, so I have an excuse signed I'd rather not say k d t d keep dodging that death, oh, uh, uh, you know what, uh, uh rather not, you win. You win yeah. because when Jack walked up to the dryer he was it was plugged in. It was getting power so it was kind of a sin of omission. It was forgetting something. You had to light a cigarette draw on it, et cetera etc cetera, as you get your hose ready and what are you doing siphoning gas anyway? <laughs> right, what's, exactly. what's your situation Now maybe you had a tank of it and blah blah blah, but I doubt it something tells me something untoward was happening.
1: What do they call that? An Alabama gas station or something like that? <laughs> something like that. Siphon hose. <laughs> um, uh, how many... Uh, everybody's got a this could have killed me. A mm-hmm. couple of those in their life, right? And a lot of people die. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Accidents kill tons of people. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. God, how deathy is the show going to be? Is this going to end soon? But go on. Well, if you
3: contemplate it, it's, it's pretty chilly. Well, yeah, it is. I'm contemplating a couple of incidents right now, and I wish I wasn't. Yeah. It's
1: you need of to some... slow down. That's what I thought after I after I sat down. Thought, you got to just slow down. You do everything so fast. Mm. That's the That's problem. good advice.
3: So the uh, the grocery store meat flopped on a shopping cart in San Jose, California. You got a hell of a lot of attention. News around the nation yesterday. We talked about it, and uh, for some reason, Oscar feels the need to write the following. Not like it was fresh off the grill and dropped on a dirty welcome mat. Hey. Oh, my. That's a story from Joe's past. There, it's apocryphal. It really is a, <laughs> a story. It's a legend. It's like uh, George Washington and the cherry tree that once I cooked ribs for guests, and uh, they slid off the platter on my way in the house and landed face down, the top down, on a
1: really dirty welcome mat. Where you wipe off your shoes before you go in the house. Because you wouldn't want to get whatever's on the bottom of your shoes on the carpet. Right. That was on your food. Well, maybe. And you just rinsed it off and served it. I didn't just rinse. Again, this story is mostly apocryphal. It's and as they ple- ate it, you probably chuckled to yourself because you're one of those people that has a peephole in your bathroom or something. <laughs> wow. Wow. I could see that. Well,
3: I'd like to start with the fact, Your Honor, that the statute of limitations is long passed. I was painstaking my cleansing of the ribs. They were cleaner than the pig ever was by the time I put them back on the plate, reseasoned seasoned and, and sauced, and the rest of it. Well, I would eat them. Oh, hell, I did eat them. <laughs> and the defense rests. Uh, Andrew and Indy, we already have a national show. Gentlemen, somewhere along the way, I became faggoty, didn't totally right, realize it. Friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. Started listening in 05 while, li- listen, well, hmm, while living in San Francisco. Then I was a hopeful young man, full of dreams of becoming a surgeon and optimism for our country's future. I've continued listening best I can, often online or remotely, as my training took me to Cleveland, back to San Francisco, Arizona, Salt Lake City, Sacramento, and now Indianapolis. You two and crew have been my road trip companions, jogging buddies, and made my commutes enjoyable. During that time, you've helped shape my worldview and change the way I think about issues. You've helped change me from an optimistic young man who dreamed of becoming a surgeon to a bitter, cynical, pessimistic lowlife who can now legally wield a scalpel. Thanks for that. Another satisfied customer. (laughs) In turn, I've done my part to try to turn friends onto your unique brand of information and have succeeded a few times along the way. Uh, But aside from a few new listeners, I want to give you and the crew another very small token of my appreciation. It should be arriving via UPS... Actually, yesterday. I hope it brings you guys a fraction of the laughs you brought me over the years. K B T A W F H. Keep broadcasting that award-winning fourth hour, Andrew and Indy. Uh, let's keep an eye out that uh, for that, huh? Andrew, with a little love for the bros. Fantastic. Uh, I got to skip this one, but we'll get to the other one later. Hey, boys. I couldn't help but laugh at the two of you deriding political commentary of the Grammys. Obviously, music and politics have never been intertwined in any way. There's no place for toli- politics in music. Signed, Bob Dylan, Creedence Clearwater, Billy Holiday, Marvin Gaye, Bob Marley, and literally hundreds of others. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different.
1: That's somewhat different. The ratings for the Grammys even lower than we initially thought. For some reason. I tell you about that later. But first, we got Marshall's News coming up. Hashtag release the memo. Looks like the memo's coming out. It's kind of complicated. Nor is it. As to what's going on there and what it means. Stay tuned for all this coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, 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 the way, way over-talked-about State of the Union Address. Of course, those kind of people have to talk about something, and you don't have to listen to it. And we're not forced to talk about it ourselves, which is handy.
3: Well, maybe we'll talk about it during our award-winning fourth hour. The gift from Andrew and Indy mentioned in the preceding segment has arrived, and indeed, it is a lovely trophy. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason. It's a small uh, podium uh, made of faux marble with what appears to be a, a, a female goat on top of it. Is that a goat? Uh, I don't know what the hell else it
2: is. I thought it was a
3: calf. It's got a full udder going there. Okay. You think? It looks like a goat to me. Anyway. Anyway, we you only finally... goats. I'll make you the expert on that. Anyway, uh, it, the plaque says Armstrong and Getty. Best fourth hour of radio. Third place. Regional. <laughs> Third place. Regional. That's the award-winning fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty show. If you don't get it via broadcast, listen to the podcast. That's pretty funny. That's fantastic, Andy. Thank you, brother.
0: Third place. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump is going to be delivering his first State of the Union address tonight, which he'll claim... It's his second. Why do you keep saying first? Everybody because is. you hate Trump. Last was Never his Trump-er. inaugural. Never it was his inaugural last year. What? Yeah. so you're you're now, Is that
3: right? like Europeans call the second story the first story? <laughs> right? Do they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, you got the you ground go. floor, then yep. you got the first story. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. That <laughs> makes no sense. Stupid Some Europeans. Heroes. When
3: you're riding up and down in the lift. How are your empires coming along, second story idiots? How's your <laughs>
2: beans for breakfast, idiots?
0: Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Trump's big speech tonight at 6. Uh, West Coast time. You'll claim credit for economic progress and push for bipartisan congressional action on immigration and infrastructure. White House Press Secretary... Wait a minute, I'm in favor of that. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says the State of the Union speech is incredible. I don't want to get ahead of what the President will say during his
2: remarks, but it will obviously be must-watch TV. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Go
0: ahead. Maybe it is for you. (gasps) Meanwhile, tickets to uh, Trump's State of the Union had to be reprinted because of a major typo. The tickets say the speech will address the State of the Unum. (laughs) That is U-N-I-O-M. Union. Union. Right. Anyway, Marco Rubio tweeted a picture of his ticket with the misprint and said he's looking forward to seeing the state of the Union. Pretty Uh, funny. Reminds me of my Romex
1: watch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do have the list of Trump's guests. Uh Reagan invented this, right? Putting somebody up in the stands and then you tie your policy into it. I'll give you a, a hint as to what he's talking about. We'll hit you with that later.
0: A classified Republican memo alleging FBI wrongdoing in the Russia investigation is now at the White House. President Trump has five days to decide whether to declassify it and the sensitive intelligence information it is said to contain. Well, I wish I could find somebody I trust as a real honest broker
3: to help explain to me what's going on with this and if it's good, uh, a good idea to release it and such because... I mean, there is the, the, the statements being made by old uh, uh, Nunez and uh, Schiff, mm-hmm. the two head guys, both parties of the uh, Intelligence Committee, are so wildly, insanely different. One or both of them right. are flaming liars, or something else is going on, but I'm completely
1: confused. Anyway, I, I, you know, yeah. who knows? We'll see when it comes out, I guess. But uh, Trey Gowdy's my man, and he said, You're going to be disappointed if you think this is going to. Uh, unveil any something's super exciting, interesting.
0: Well, along the Trey Gowdy lines, Representative Mark Walker, he's a Republican from North Carolina. He's read the memo, and he wants the public to see it. And he was telling MSNBC,
2: "If your audience or if somebody's believing that this is
0: the end-all, smoking gun, uh, it, it isn't. It, does it name names? Uh, does it present some very uh, intriguing facts? As as I would share that, uh, that that makes you ask even more questions." Uh, There it is. No smoking gun.
1: If that's what we get out of it is just more questions. Yes. I am not sure we're getting anywhere. Uh, Although I did hear this. I thought this was really interesting. Even Republicans who now want it to come out were holding back until the FISA court thing was reestablished and reauthorized because they were afraid that this would give some ammunition to the other side about how the FISA court is out of control and it's too easy for the government to spy on you. And they wanted to wait sure make sure that that got reauthorized before this came out, which right. is troubling. Right. Uh, you know, So I'm, some of the Republicans who want to say, look how out of control it is, wanted to make sure the government still had the power to spy on you sure. before they released
3: it. Yeah, I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's it's a little disingenuous, but politics often is. But how about the uh, sacking slash retirement of Andrew McCabe? That's that and is, a I... lot of people are saying this memo is about to come out and make the FBI look terrible. Yeah, that's a hell of an yeah. interesting angle, right there. And is that McCabe
1: just... was in the middle of a lot of this sure. stuff. Sure, he's mentioned in some of those tweets between the lovers, right? Um, uh, yeah, uh, that that's an interesting story. Did he just happen to decide to step down now, unrelated to this, or is this the whole reason? And, uh,
3: the, and the Trump, the, my Trump, my Trump, my mouthy, mouthy Trump with some tweets taking shots. And McCabe and his wife. Have that for you coming up, too. Oy vey, what what times we live in.
0: Major major changes three corporate giants teaming up to combat what billionaire Warren Buffett calls a hungry tapeworm feasting on the US economy. Durr. That's healthcare. That's a bit of a graphic metaphor though. Healthcare. Yeah, wait a minute though. That's true. Amazon.com, Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, and JP Morgan Chase & Company are planning to collaborate on a way to offer healthcare services to their US employees. More transparently and at a lower cost. The three companies are going to be setting up a new independent company that is, quote, free from profit making incentives and constraints.
3: We so need a disruptor in healthcare. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is almost impossible to design a system more screwed up than we have right now. Not only, you know, health insurance, which right. is what most people mean
0: when they say healthcare, but the actual health care of it. Corporate healthcare—it's terrible. And here you got some serious heavyweights. Yeah, and the companies didn't say at this point whether the project would expand beyond Amazon, Berkshire, or J.P. Morgan. But this morning, in early trading, the move has sent shares of healthcare stocks falling. If Amazon comes up with a
1: better, cheaper way to do it, and everybody feels like they're getting you know better care, um, there's going to be so much pressure for other companies to do the same thing. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starring at Getty Show, The Voice of the West.
3: That Steve Brill book about healthcare, Bitter Pill, so interesting, so complicated. I just get discouraged every time I think about it, the powers that be, all the money washing around the politics of it and how
1: hard it's going to be to untangle it. Right. Oh, well. um. So I got all the things that teased for you. It's, uh, you know, it's more of the whole Trump politics thing.
2: That's just, I don't know.
3: That old uh, Steyer fellow, what's his name? The billionaire uh, doofus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The California billionaire, right? Yeah, I can never remember his first I name. It, I think it, Yeah, it is Steyer. I don't remember his yeah. first name either. It's funny. He's uh, going to be running impeachment ads during the so Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Exciting. Yep. Tom Steyer? Is that Tom him? Steyer? That's his name. Yeah. Meanwhile, Quincy Jones is taking shots at Taylor Swift.
1: More post-Grammy's anger. Yeah, the ratings were lower than everybody thought. Yeah. I'll hit you with all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: This is Armstrong and Getty.
1: The voice of the West.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. What can a president do in 30 seconds? He can fire an FBI director who won't pledge his loyalty. He can order the deportation of a million immigrant children. He can threaten an unstable dictator armed with nuclear weapons. He can go into a rage. And enter the nuclear launch codes. How bad
1: does it have to get before Congress does something?
3: Mommy, Daddy, that synthesizer scared me.
1: And so that ad's going to run during the State of the Union address where? All across America?
3: Everywhere, Jack. Everywhere men and women gather to hear our beloved chief executive. Uh, it'll run on television. It says here in the, <laughs> in the Los Angeles Times. You know that's a perfect place to run it. <laughs> that's all I that's got.
1: hilarious. For you. That's all I got.
2: Okay,
1: so you got that scary, scary clock and scary synthesizer. Um, we're going to talk to Sarah Westwood, who we love. She's fantastic. No. from the Washington Examiner. She's the the now the White House correspondent for them. She we'll, we'll talk to her about what Trump's up to and what he's doing. Who's writing the speech? The so-too. Who's going to be in the stands, the guests, that sort of thing. By the way, I mentioned this. Grammy Awards were actually down more than we mentioned yesterday as more ratings came in throughout the day. It was about 30% down. Woof! From the year before. 30% drop. 17 million people watched. That's just a hit TV show. I mean, that's just like a regular Tuesday night show that does real well. Mm -hmm. As opposed to dominant you know, among the most watched shows of the year. I have a long screed on on various reasons for that being true. Uh, it will interest few of you. I'll bet it doesn't include what most people are claiming, like the L.A. Times. It's because it's so male-dominated. <sighs> That's why. Oh my the, God! That's the, that is
3: so precious. The
1: hashtag grammys what they say, which they say has caught on. Though I haven't seen it anywhere. <laughs> um, maybe it was on the Twitter. God, that's hilarious. Uh, that th- that's why people are tuning out. Well, okay, you believe that all you want. If you think so, there are lots of gals singing on there. Did they watch it? Uh, more on that later. on. God, up. that's so
0: dumb so don't, i don't know hey, if this... don't forget that miss america used to be very very popular at one time you know that's great we were talking off the air yesterday that is a
3: perfect example of a cultural quote-unquote institution that goes from must watch everybody talks about it to people snicker at it
1: yeah if you're younger well if you're older you remember if you're younger you don't but it used to be everybody to watch it As as a like 10-year-old boy, it might come up among me and my friends at school. It's such a big deal. Oh, and everybody would say their state got screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Or argue about who won. And now it seems ridiculous that anybody ever watched the Grammys could be that soon. (laughs) Miss Nipreska's a toad. How'd she win? Miss Hawaii was a babe. A toad. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Uh. So I don't know if this happened or not. This is from NBC News. A White House official says this simply never happened. Any suggestion otherwise is pure fiction. But it's so fun, why not read it? (laughs) It's from NBC News. So, you know, Andy McKay. Let's not
3: be the last media outlet in America that
1: clings to the truth. (laughs) Please, it's embarrassing. (laughs) So, Andy McKay, but was the acting FBI director, and, and as of yesterday, was the number two, and then he quit for some reason. You're the number two. So anyway, remember when Trump fired James Comey while he was in Los Angeles giving a speech? Yeah. Didn't pick up the phone and call him. Didn't have him come into the office. Just Comey saw on television that he was fired. He was giving a speech, and quite literally, the other agents in the room have a TV monitor on. They're going... Look, look over there. A <laughs> human <You've> been fired. <laughs> um, so Comey got on the FBI plane and flew back to Washington. Well, Trump saw that on TV and apparently went ballistic, according to NBC, although a White House official says none of this ever happened. Um, and wanted to know why Comey had been allowed to fly on an FBI, FBI plane from L.A. back to Washington after he was dismissed, according to multiple people familiar with the phone call. He said to Andrew <laughs> McCabe, how come Comey gets to fly on the FBI plane? I guess the, the lanky lawman was supposed to go over to Southwest and buy a ticket. And Hey, how soon can I get back to D.C.? <laughs> you know, I would say it's uh, common ride courtesy. The, ride the Greyhound bus. I mean, what if he was in, like, Afghanistan or, maybe or something? maybe thumb it. I Call think- me out on the highway. Out on the Tim thumbing it. I, <laughs> briefcase. I think if you send him there, it, it's just common courtesy to bring him back. We'll investigate for food. <laughs> like a ride. <laughs> Um, McCabe told the president he hadn't been asked to authorize Comey's flight, but if anyone had asked, he would have approved it. Three people familiar with the call told NBC News. Uh, the president was silent for a moment, then turned on McCabe, suggesting that is ask his wife how it feels to be a loser. No! An apparent reference oh! to a failed campaign for state office in Virginia that McCabe's wife made in 2015 with a half a million dollars help from the Clinton people. Right. Uh, so that was, uh, don't drag people's wives into it. That's just rude.
3: Although it didn't happen, according to the White House, and they wouldn't lie to us. No
1: White House would. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, ask your wife how it feels to be a loser.
3: Wow. Oh, yeah? Well, your wife's
2: a loser.
3: So now, how how did this, how did it get to that heated moment? Are we saying that... Uh, Trump was pissed that he
1: hadn't been asked to approve the flight, and he and McCabe got into it? No, it looks to me like he he asked McCabe who approved the flight from Comey. McCabe said, I didn't, but if I was asked, I would have. Oh, I see. And that pissed off Trump.
3: Wow. And so there
1: was silence for a couple of seconds, according to NBC. Then he said, hey, by the way, ask your wife what it feels like to be a loser. Booyah! Because we're winning. We're winning so much you get tired (laughs) of winning. But you never get tired of winning, so we're winning. I have no idea if this ever happened. It, it could be completely made up. It could be kind of half true. could be completely true. I don't have any idea. If either one of the political
3: parties, uh, the major parties, or perhaps uh, my beloved libertarians or somebody would like to hire me to just sit around and think of fake stories to quote-unquote leak to the press, I would take that work for practically any rate of pay. I would be glad to do it. Speaking of which, the State of the Union scandal... The tickets with a typo. Uh, I would like to volunteer my services to every club I belong to, every neighborhood I uh, live in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It is amazing how often you get you know,
1: stuff in just terrible English. Announcing some, you know, I don't well, know. Well, that's not bad English. That's just a made-up word. Well, I mean, right, but,
3: a- uh, you know, bad English, ba- no punctuation, misspellings, typos, the rest of it. It's terrible. We grammar
1: national socialists, we constantly stressed by this stuff. Can't read anything without a typo. Mm. Well, I'm I'm not a grammar Nazi. I'm as far from it as you could get. But I think if you're going to have tickets for the State of the Union address, it should say Union
2: instead of Yum, yum Or whatever it is. <laughs> it says. sounds about the same. <laughs> They're really close on the keyboard. I mean, right. two right. slip.
1: You know what I'd go with? I'd say, you know what I mean. You know, you know where you are supposed to show up. What event we're talking about? So I accomplished my goal. Oh, but we're busy doing the work of the American people, not proofreading tickets. You know what will be the great leap forward in computers? Because the trouble with spell check is it will go through there, and you'll say, fine, everything's spelled. Except right. for you got, you know, then instead of van. It's correctly spelled, but it's the wrong word. Or them. In, sure, yeah. Um, example. Yeah, when artificial intelligence gets into computers enough that it can figure out, no, that them doesn't make sense in that sentence. Did you right. mean then? Yeah. Hey, Tim Cook, you know what? Seriously, listen up, son. I've, I've, uh, sir, uh, your highness. Um, how
3: is it that at the end of a sentence, I hit space twice and it gives me a period? But if the sentence is, when are you coming over? I mean, it is the most basic. I could probably write the code to recognize an interrogative, a question. Give me a question mark. Where is it? How can Apple, (laughs) shut up, how can Apple not recognize a question? I mean, there's like five words that would clearly indicate it's a question. (laughs) Just because you're illiterate, (laughs)
1: <laughs> Doesn't mean you should be laughing
3: yes. at those of us who are versed in the arts. When of are language. I
1: going to deal with the interrogatives? We're going to spend our whole nine o'clock hour on that. I think it's my
3: prerogative to deal with the
1: interrogative. There was a vote on abortion yesterday that really bothered me, as it should. And it's it was, amazing. It was cowardly at the highest level. We're going to talk to Sarah Westwood about uh, Trump's big speech tonight. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.